coffee and your Bible August the 12th, the year of our Lord, 2022, and this is Daybreak Live with the Nesbitts and Josh and the Josh. He's back. Okay, we're going to try a song for this Fear Not Friday that we have not done in a long time. It's one of, it is one of my favorite hymns. It's a new hymn, right? This is, this is the Gettys, right? Is this, it's this ain't the Gettys. I don't this know who, I think is. it was Matt Papa. <clears throat> they sang it. Sovereign Grace sang Grace. it. The Getty sang it. Everybody sang Before it. the throne of God. Let's try it. Before the throne of God I come. I have a strong and perfect belief. The great high priest whose name is love. Whoever lives in My name is graven on his hands. My name is written on his heart. I know that while in heaven he stands, no tongue can bid me this depart. No tongue can bid
What do y'all think about that uh, thought before the throne we come sinless because of him? Yeah. Not us, right. but him. Nice. I think it always gives us something that we can be thankful for. If yeah. you can't be thankful for anything else during a day when you're having a hard time, be thankful that you can come before the throne of God covered in the blood of Jesus and be accepted yeah. and forgiven and that's not the case for everybody. Amen. It's a scary right. thought. Amen. Thanks, guys. I like your hat, Mike. What were you covering up there, buddy? <laughs> so Mike gets up this morning. He said, Dad, you ever go to sleep with your hair wet? <laughs> he came around the corner. His hair was sticking straight up on his head. I said, I think you should just get on there just like that. Before the throne of God, I come. Hallelujah. It's good to be here. Good to be here. Good to be here. And this is Fear Not Friday. We're going to jump in Revelation chapter 4, verse 1. Let's read Revelation 4, 1 and 2. Hold on. Let me get this stuff set up here. Jump over here to chat. Hallelujah. I love it, love it, love it. All right. Revelation 4, 1 and 2. After these things I looked, and behold, a door Sorry. standing open in heaven. And the first voice which I heard was like a trumpet speaking with me, saying, Come up here, and I will show you things which must take place after this. Immediately I was in the Spirit, and behold, a throne set in heaven, and one sat on the throne. Wow. So, as we talked about yesterday, as we get ready and go through the book of Revelation, we get to what's called uh, the throne. This is a vision of the throne in heaven. There's other visions of the throne room in heaven in different places in the scripture. Uh, think of Daniel chapter 7. Daniel chapter 7, especially verses like 9 through 28. Uh, Ezekiel, uh, heaven's opened. But one of the things, I, I want us to remember the context. And uh, yesterday we just did what I, what I called pitfalls and guidelines as we go through. But, but think about the context here. Let's, let's remember today. Let's put ourselves there, try to a little bit. John is on the Isle of Patmos. He's, on this, he's imprisoned on the Isle of Patmos for the Word of God. Persecution is spreading. Persecution is happening to the saints of God. The book that is given to them, called the book of Revelation, the revelation of Jesus Christ to show his servants the things which must soon take place. The main thrust of this book is to give enduring confidence to the saints of God to hold on, to overcome, to persevere, and what they can expect. So, as he writes this letter, remember, he's on the, the Isle of Patmos, and on the Lord's day, he's in the Spirit. 
And as he's in the Spirit, going back to chapter 1, verse 10, I think it is. Verse 1, uh, chapter 1, verse 10. He says, I was in the Spirit on the Lord's day, and I heard behind me a loud voice, a loud voice as of a trumpet. Now, the reason I say this, over here in, in verse 1, it says, and I don't know which order I'm going to take these, but I want you to see here, the first voice which I heard, and the first voice which I heard was like a trumpet speaking with me. And he's telling us, this is the voice that I heard, the voice that said, come up here, and I'm going to show you things that are coming. This is, that's the best way to interpret it and understand it. I'm going to I'm going to reveal to you things of heaven. What's going on in heaven? The church is going through trouble here on earth. The followers of the Lord are being called to be faithful unto death and I will give you a crown of life. Be faithful, hold on, repent and I will give you white robes. He who overcomes, I will give you a crown. He who overcomes, repent and turn. And I will give you the privilege to sit with me in my throne as I am set on the throne. Right? I said that to say this. He heard a voice. Now, I want you to notice this. This is very important. He didn't hear a trumpet. It wasn't a trumpet he heard. It wasn't the trumpet. It was a voice like a trumpet. That is to say, like he's saying the same thing he said back here in verse 10 of chapter 1, a loud voice. Now, when we were going through chapter 1, remember I said, when you think trumpet, don't think of today what a trumpet is today, right? We're talking about a shofar. We're talking about the blast of a shofar. And immediately, immediately, this beckons us, this whole book beckons us to the exodus. As I said yesterday, this is the Exodus 2.0. This is the final Exodus. The scene of the Exodus, Moses goes up and visits with God. He says, I'm going to set my people free. And he comes back down and goes and contends with Pharaoh, who has enslaved and encaptured God's people. And he says, I'm going to set them free. And he sets them free by the series of plagues. And there's this Goshen principle that takes place to where after some of the plagues come, then God makes a difference between his people and the people of Egypt, right? And there's plagues that come, but it doesn't, they're not hurting God's people, but they're hurting the Egyptian people. Pharaoh was a type of Antichrist. Pharaoh was a type of Satan and the empowering, uh, uh, the, the enslaver of mankind, so to speak. And Moses goes up to God and he meets with God and he comes down and he goes to deliver the people and there's a set of plagues. In the book of Revelation, the book of Revelation is set around, I said yesterday, chapters 4 and 5 are the foundation. It's the courtroom set. It's heaven is having a, 
a, a courtroom setting and he's writing this letter to the people and John is saying, look, he wrote all these letters, repent, repent, churches, repent. Here's what God sees wrong with you. Hold on, be strong, be strong. And then he says, guys, I saw a door open in heaven and this voice said, come up here. What's going to be revealed to him? He sees a throne in heaven. He sees what's going on in heaven. What's happening in heaven? We're going to study it. But what's happening in heaven, there's a, there's a courtroom setting going on where we're going to see there's these there's this document and it's sealed with seven seals. And who can open it? Who is worthy to open it? Who can bring the finality of things upon the earth? Jesus can, the Lamb can. Hallelujah. But but remember there's this throne. Revelation is set around sevens, seven churches, seven seals, seven trumpets, seven vials, sevens. You see sevens all over the place. What sevens mean? Seven is a number of completeness. God made the weak in a seven. It's it's the number of completeness. So why is the book of Revelation around seven? This is the final exodus that's coming. The judgment where God will judge the earth. Why is that good for why, why is that good for the church to know in 95 AD? Remember, they're under persecution. They're holding on. Imagine them getting this letter from John. And John is saying, be faithful unto death. You'll get a crown of life. And he says, guys, after this, I saw this vision there was a door open in heaven and I heard a voice saying, come up. And as I said, you get the same thought with Moses. Even back in, in uh, Exodus chapter 24, Exodus chapter 24, I marked this, I wanted to read this. 24, 12, then the Lord said to Moses, come up to me on the mountain and be there and I will give you tablets of stone. And I will give you tablets of stone and the law and the commandments which I have written that you may teach them. So this, this come up reminds us of Moses. It reminds us of going up to God, going up to heaven. Okay. And what I want to speak mainly on today, though, is this door that's open in heaven, this open door. This is similar to what we would say, open heavens. You know, we pray for open heavens a lot. Uh, God, open the heavens and pour out your spirit. When the heavens open, God is revealing something profound to his people. Something always special ha happens when heavens open, right? So we see in the Gospels, uh, in the book of Matthew chapter we see Jesus is baptized. What happens after the Lord is baptized? When Yeshua goes in the water and he comes up out of the water, what happens? Heaven opens. And here comes the dove, the Holy Spirit, in the form, bodily form of a dove, and it comes and rests upon him. And John sees it. And so this is a testimony. When heavens open, there's a revelation that's being made known, a profound revelation. What was the revelation? This is my son in whom I am 
well pleased. And John sees this, and this was the sign he was given. He says, he was told by God, on whom you see the Holy Spirit descend and remain, he's the one that baptizes with the Holy Spirit. And so John bears witness. Jesus is the one that baptizes with the Holy Spirit. Another place we see heaven open is with the faithful martyr Stephen. You remember Stephen is preaching the gospel. He's one of the early martyrs, right? And he's preaching. He's full of the Holy Spirit. He's full of the testimony of God. And he's preaching the word of God to these unbelieving, you could even say in that setting, the synagogue of Satan, because they're killing Stephen. And as they gnash upon him with their teeth and as they begin to stone him with stones and they're killing him. What does he say? I see heaven open. The Son of Man seated at the right hand of God. So when heaven opens, it's revealing something. He's seeing something. The Son of Man's at the right hand of God. What? When he says this, he's connecting. Stephen is preaching and connecting Heaven is open, and I see the Son of Man. He's seated at the right, uh, sitting at the right hand of God. The people hearing him just crucified the one who said, you're going to see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of glory. What's he telling them? Daniel chapter 7. Daniel chapter 7. We can't get, get through Revelation 4 without reading Daniel chapter 7. We will be reading Daniel chapter 7 as we go through Revelation 4. The Son of Man, that's the, the one that all the kingdoms are given to him. He rules over all the nations, right? And when, when Stephen says that, he says, I see heaven open. The Son of Man standeth right hand of God and they kill him, right? When heaven's open, something's being revealed, profound. Or think of Peter. Heaven open, and I'm looking at the terms, heaven opens. And here comes the sheet let down to Peter in a vision. And he sees all these beasts, right? What's the revelation coming from that? We learn that the revelation, God saying, the Gentiles I'm going to cleanse as well. Don't you call them common or unclean. What used to be unclean, God is cleansing. And so special revelations take place. You went and got a shofar, Mama. <laughs> Are you going to blow it? I don't know that the microphone can handle it. But you could, you might can do it. At the end, we'll do it, okay? <laughs> 4 verse 1. Heaven is open. Or Ezekiel. In Ezekiel 1 1, he says, Heaven's opened. And I saw visions of God. I love this. I love it. I love it. I love it. And so he says, and I looked and behold, a door standing open in heaven. John is one of Jesus's best friends, right? I mean, he's in the inner circle. James, John, Peter, the, the, the inner three, you would say. He's heard the voice of the Lord, but now he hears the voice of the Lord like a trumpet. And he says, come up here. And I'm going to show you things. I'm going to show you the throne. You know, and as this, as this enters the heart and as churches, you know, are reading this, 
this word that's coming from John, sent from the Isle of Patmos. You can see them going through tribulations, going through troubles, suffering, and they're like, oh, and I see, I seen the throne. God is going to bring, God is bringing judgment. God is bringing judgment. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Open heaven is a powerful, powerful thing. I'll, I, I, I had a dream once. I'll share this dream with you. I had a dream once where I seen a door open in heaven. It was kind of wild. And it was nothing like nothing like John. It wasn't an open vision. And I'm not even claiming. It might have it was probably just something I ate. But I did have this vision. I was about four miles from here. I was standing on the road, right? And uh and it was very vivid. I'm I'm standing in the middle of the road. I don't know why I'm standing there. And I look up and all of a sudden and I feel G-forces, and I'm just like going up into the universe, and I, I see the earth fading away, and I look, and I see a door open in heaven. And then I go into the door, and it's like in this dream that I had, and I go down this hallway, and then I turn and go down, the, and I enter into this room, and in this dream, this crazy dream, but it was a wonderful dream to me. There was God, but he wasn't seated on the throne. It wasn't a magnificent thing like that, but it, it was like he was uh, veiled in flesh in a sense. And I get into this room and I go over to him and he just gives me a big hug. And then I look around the room and I'm like, well, who are you? And this person saying, I'm God. And, and, and there's every kind of different form of people in this room and I keep looking around and seeing, and all of them are claiming to be God, and God's saying, that's not, that's the devil. And uh, and it was like in this room, the devil had many faces, many different looks, you know. Uh, and in this room, I was seeing him in the ways that you would see him here. You know, sometimes he had a three-piece suit on, and sometimes he looked like a poor beggar. Uh, but it was like he... He veiled himself. And uh, as I was in that room, I was like, I was blown away by it. And then all of a sudden I woke up and I was in my bed, right in there on the other side of the wall. I just did it in my bed and I'm like, well, that was weird, but it was cool. It was cool. Heaven open. John is taking up. That is the main uh, point here because God is going to reveal to him the throne and he's immediately in the spirit, and he sees a throne of God. What does he see? And what does his vision of the throne look like? And what does that mean for us? That's what we'll get into next week. Get into next week. This awesome vision of him when he sees this throne. All right. Praise God. Can I show? This is a shofar. Most of you probably seen the shofar. May not have known what it was. Sounded like a trumpet. Here, it blow it, Mama. Like a trumpet. No, you gotta stand back here by, by the menorah and blow it. <laughs> Don't make fun of me now. I'm not making fun of you, do it. Well, it was good till the end. <laughs> I heard a voice. Like a trumpet. Come up here. And we'll show you things that are coming. Amen. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. God, here's the main thrust. Remember this, because we got a weekend before we look. God is on the throne. He is in charge. No matter what's happening on the earth, no matter what the church is going through on the earth, as they are faithful unto death, God's on the throne. He's in charge. He's going to open the seals. He's going to bring it to completion, and we're going to be with him forever. Hallelujah. One more. <laughs> Let's say the Lord's Prayer together. Are you ready? Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen, amen. Guys, I pray for you that God gives you a vision of himself. Even if it's not an open vision, it's just a revelation of his spirit. Because the more you see the Lord, the more you don't worry about what's going on here in this world. Okay? The more distant he is, the more we worry about what's happening here and in these bodies. But the closer we get to the Lord, the clearer we see the Lord, the more we say, come Lord Jesus. Even so, come Lord Jesus. Amen. Shabbat Shalom. Have a wonderful Sabbath, a wonderful first day of the week. Go and assemble with Christians. Go assemble with people who love Jesus. Listen to the Word of God. Preach this weekend and love on somebody. Amen. Amen. They will know that we are followers of Jesus by our love. Go love on somebody in Jesus' name. All right. Love you guys. See you Tuesday.